Auto One Podcast Network. by three sentient beings. One of them's moist, one of them's wet, and one of them's slimy. You decide. Well, in the meantime, the views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of Creative Riding, Moto One Podcast Network, or any of its affiliates. Moto One made us say that, by the way. Enjoy the show. Thank you, and uh, welcome to the world's first podcast to legitimize Canada as a country. Uh, you're listening to the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. <laughs> I am Junkie, and with me on the mics this week, well, with me on the mic is, you guys You guys take it away. I, I'm sick of introducing you guys. You guys could do it. <laughs> the Freak is here tonight. But also on the mics is... Hello. My name the, is Mike. The Mike. <laughs> yeah. Mike's on the mic. Yes. Mike is on the mic. Folks. You know what? I had a good name for you this week, if you want to use it. Yeah, what's my name this week? It's Butt Gobbleman. <laughs> All right. Nope. Mike's on the mic, guys. All right. <laughs> I like the other one. Yeah. I thought Butt Gobbleman sounded like just enough of like a uh, Iowa newscaster to work. So, but anyway. <laughs> Butt Gobbleman. <I'll, laughs> Butt Gobbleman. <laughs> <laughs> With the action news. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, we are here tonight. We are going to be talking about what is a motorcyclist. We uh, put it out on the, I think I, did I put it out on Reddit. If I did, I'm, I'm not prepared because I haven't been looking there. But we threw out the old, uh, you know, what is it to be a motorcyclist? Um, got a few responses on the Insta Grizzles. I don't know if we got a uh, emails. But that's where I said, I said, hey, DM us or send emails. And guess what? Apparently nobody knows how to email because I didn't get any emails, but I did get a, um, oh yeah, it is right here. We got one email. Bam. So there you go. And I think I got a text message too. So uh, for those of you that have <laughs> my number, it's kind of cheating. So, but um, all right. And uh, having said that, we will uh, promptly get into this week's word of the week because I think for us... Um, what what is motorcycling is a huge you know it's a very personal thing we need to, we need to talk i feel like we're bringing like a uh, a session here for um opening you know this this things. is going to be like a, an aa meeting sort of yeah. for motorcyclists <laughs> instead of being alcoholics anonymous we all three here are alcoholics that's true uh, now i need to go get another quite honestly. get a drink yeah yeah you bailed out Tonight. on my drink a little early I know, but I stopped, and maybe now I need to go to another one if we're going to be, like, all raw tonight. We are. We are. We're going to be very kumbaya raw, though. We're not going to be, like, you know, yeah. Not like I was thinking, like, SmackDown versus Raw, Raw. Yeah, I know. I was like, we're going to get in the cage. We all had different interpretations of that one. Yes. Wow. I like my food raw, guys. I'm very – I guess I'm just a hippie. 
<laughs> um, yeah. uh, it's confirmed Junkie eats raw chicken exclusively. Bro, you, you see me on the internet. Takes the chicken and rice diet to a whole new level. It's uncooked rice and raw chicken. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> I make the chickens eat the rice and then I eat them like straight up. While his, his weight loss is insane right now. He I weigh has one pound. Been, he has just been shitting out his body weight. Yeah, exactly. I, and, and it took one shit. So it was very painful. Um, the word of the week this week. Uh, do we normally do that before highs and lows? Yeah, let's just do it. We'll do the yeah. word of the week. No, 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 no. Let's we do it after highs and lows. Let's let's do highs and lows first, and then we we'll do the word of the hot, week. Hot, 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 yeah, hot, yeah. hot, hot, <laughs> yeah, hot. We, we already know what the word of the week is, so we haven't made it official, so we can we can uh, say it. But yeah, let's go around the room and do your highs and lows. So let's start out with. I think we did. I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is a high for sure. Uh, but it's not my high of the week. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll start out first. This is my high of the week. I am so glad that Kim finally got out of uh, got out of uh, incarceration, and um, <laughs> that was me, Mike and I were wondering if that was uh, ever going to happen. But yeah, someone that, bailed me out. I don't know who. Maybe it was one of our Patreon. I, I don't think we're actually allowed to talk about it. I think oh. it's best. It's best for your legal case that we don't it's talk best too much that we on don't. this. And okay. you were on last week's episode. However, people have to understand that was recorded like, you know, three weeks ago. So <laughs> definitely uh, you were, it, you know, that was like not uh, happening. You were you were very much in, in uh, jail. Uh, yeah. I don't know, was it county or was it uh, city? I'm not sure. But um, yeah. And on top of that, so, so I'm very happy that you're out. And because the Moto One president was giving me some grief about um, the legal legal proceedings and the legal costs because he has some legal costs in the Bahamas. I have not seen, he's disappeared. I literally I was haven't getting seen like, I was getting hit on so bad by all the girls in there with my biker tattoos. Hell yeah. They're like finally some hot meat. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, getting concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'll say that's, uh, I'm I'm glad to have you back. That's not a high or a low though. Let's we'll go around the room now. And since you just got out of prison, uh, or you just got bailed out, um, what are your highs and lows, Defreak? Hmm. Um. Okay. I'm gonna start with my lows while I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Um. My low has been that my ears are bugging the shit out of me the last couple days, and it's like they don't hurt, but it's like. Like they're, it's like pressure or something. Is I don't want to say clogged really because that's I think even more annoying. But yeah. they're just bugging the shit out of me. And the weather's been okay. And but I don't want to ride. I don't want to get on the bike. They're just extra sensitive to like they're that sensitive. Huh? Dang. Yeah. So that's been pissing me off. Um. But um. You guys can't hear the firework festival going off behind me then, can you? Because I don't want that to hurt your ears. It sounds like a fireworks <laughs> uh, factory is exploding down the street. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, that's got to be It's annoying. a drive-by. Yeah, that's what I thought at first because they were little <laughs> pops and they were like not. It's just getting closer. But then it, then I heard the big one. So unless they got like full-on artillery, it's not a drive It could be a drive-by shelling. A, a, dr- <laughs> a drive-by, but it's one of those uh, technicals from the Middle East. It's got like, <laughs> a, like a 105 millimeter <laughs> yeah. cannon on the back. <laughs> Launching some homemade rockets out of the back of it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So your um, lows is definitely your ears hurting. And I think that mm-hmm. in a future episode, we should touch base with a um, – 
an ear specialist, maybe an ear yeah. plug specialist. I even, I just recently bought some like ear plugs to wear when I ride that I haven't tried out yet. Cause mm-hmm. that's why your ears hurt. <laughs> Probably. I'm just, yeah. Old it's age. Like those and- new riding pants that you got that like, are absolutely numbed to my yeah <laughs> absolutely your ears are gonna go numb you're like these new plugs I know. Not I'm way behind great. the preventative bike riding healthcare <laughs> right <laughs> I, I'm too far gone on that I ain't even gonna try <laughs> right so I almost thought about maybe I could put those earplugs in just to soften the no sound around me but I haven't done it right um, my highs are like right when I got out of jail, I went to this, t- um, local choice awards for Temecula, um, last weekend and it's like free food and drinks. And so we got to party a little bit and schmooze for the holidays. And then we also adopted another French, Frenchy dog. Wow. So, so the choice awards, um, you got to schmooze with the high rollers in Temecula. Yeah. Ish. Nice. It's all just a click. Everybody like, you know, kissing their asses and voting. It's basically blonde, uh, beehive haired realtor women and their, (laughs) uh, spiky haired realtor husbands who sell houses (laughs) in San Diego. Nice. They all schmooze it up in Temecula. They all live in Temecula because they can't afford to live, live in, in San, San Diego. Diego. <laughs> right. That's how it works. It was like it was like food and drink venues. So um so that's where all the food and drink stuff came from. And one of the vendors was that trust me vodka. So that's what I was drinking before the show started. They had uh, your welcome drink was a white Russian shot, and you could buy a bottle for like twelve dollars. So I should have bought a couple though, because I just almost went through half before the show. So no, Kim, I don't like white Russians. Thanks for asking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get our Russian base listeners. They call them white Americans. They don't oh, know. okay. Yeah. yeah. So the awesome. white Canadians. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. That's good. Good deal. Yeah. Um, Mike, you want to go next? Or you want me to go next? Um, it's up to you. I, I knowing what your low is, I think I should go next. Sure. So my, I'll, I'll, I'll change it up. I'm going to start with my high of the week. So my son is six years old and starting to pl- take enjoyment in the Nintendo Switch video games. And I let him play some games that I'm sure some parent out here is going to be like, you shouldn't let him play that. Um, I let him play Fortnite. And we were playing the car. There's a car racing game that they added to Fortnite, which is very fun. And we were playing that. And then I got the hankering to go see if I'm good enough at Fortnite to beat six-year-old children in the battleground of Fortnite. And I am. And so my son and I uh, have been playing Fortnite together and and stacking wins. That's my high of the week is I'm just, I found out that I'm incredibly good at a children's video game. Um, And then uh, my low of the week and this might be retribution to me going and making kids cry over the internet. Um, my low of the week is while riding the Honda Goldwing with my son on the back, my rear tire de-beaded. The same rear tire that I just put on at Kernville. Um, and I found out why it de-beaded. And uh, I just did a whole episode about motorcycle maintenance and safety. And uh, 
forget what I said. Let's ignore those <laughs> things because I, my Goldwing, without me on it, my Goldwing is 250 pounds over the weight rating of this tire. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> and so I have been riding around on this tire for, I've probably put, 3,500 or 4,000 miles oh on this God. tire. Um, so uh, good news out of this is I'm just going to put a car tire on it. Um, oh, yeah. dark so I'm going to, I'm going to dark side it. Uh, I am, I'm going to dark side it. It's going to be fun. It's an interesting perspective. Um, my dad has just dark sided his GL 1800. I'm going to dark side the GL 1500. And then, um, I also did some stuff to the Harley. I'm very excited about. I'm not telling anyone. I told you guys because you guys are special, but I'm not going to tell anyone else about it until I show the bike off. And I'm so excited. And yeah. I ripped it around the neighborhood, even with the shitty clutch that's in it right now. And um, it's going to be so much fun. I, I got a big old smile on my face right now. This thing is going to be nice. so much fun. You told us that you told us what you did, but I that gave me no context. I was like, "Great, I could tell you that I did something to my car." You don't know what yeah, I. Yeah, what was drive. it like? Change the oil and some, something else. Well, I was. Just, I just. I don't even know what kind of Harley you have. You know. So, I, oh, I have a Sportster. Yeah, but well, I guess that's that's fine to say Sportster because they also came in eighteen thousand different flavors. You know. So well, I have a two thousand twenty one Iron twelve hundred. Okay. Okay. So those were already kind of. Cool out of the out of the box. You got like one of the last years of that Iron Twelve Hundred. I, I got I got the last year. I was gonna say they didn't make it in twenty two. <laughs> they only had like the Sportster S or whatever by then. And then like that one last uh, air cold one. Yeah, crazy. Um, you know that's fantastic. I now that I know what type of Sportster it is, I will uh, be looking forward to seeing these mods. It's very exciting. I can't wait. Nice. I don't know if I'm gonna paint it or not. Nice. He's just like putting new grips on, please. Yep, it's just new grips. Just, just new, new grip. grips. Yeah. And a bunch of other shit, but just new grips. <laughs> Those cooling ones. And a throttle tube and a yeah. harness and you know, like oh. it's just the stuff you have to do. It's everything yeah. that we talked about in the in the winterizing it's episode. It's all basic maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> I filled my oil with That's water. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing you fill hey, it with water and you what, fill your gas tank pod, with water. Which podcast was saying don't change your fork oil? Oh, the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Yeah, hey, Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Fuck you, I changed my fork oil. <laughs> but not my tire. <laughs> so that's awesome. Beside the point. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> right. Let's get back to the matter at hand. I changed only my fork oil and I put the old fork oil in my engine oil. That's how I. Yeah, that's for winterizing. You just recycle it, right? You put it in like from one and then you can use it in the yeah. other one after because there's longer life. Bro, if I know that fork oil is good up, you know, it, it's an operating temperature of like, you know, 180 degrees, I straight pour some canola oil in there. <laughs> what's what's, uh, what's the difference? Yeah. Hell yeah. N nothing. There's no difference. It's yeah. it, it literally indistinguishable. <laughs> Pretty much. It's actually less watery than fork oil is. So <laughs> fork oil is surprisingly watery. Uh, um, and it doesn't matter if it's mountain bike fork oil or regular fork oil because I rebuilt my mountain bike forks too and there is very watery too. It's really weird. You would have thought fork oil would have been thick. Um, so does that lead us to me? 
My yeah. highs, my highs and lows this week. My highs, yeah. man. I've been complaining about this fifty. I realized now for the last six weeks, probably on the on the podcast, <clears throat> I have to say that um, I was glad. I was glad to pull it apart. I put a little post up on Patreon, kind of talking about what uh, had happened. But I was glad to pull it apart and um, have it not be able to kick. Cause that kind of gave me, that told me something was up. And Wiggins said he kicked it. He's like, Oh, I got it to start briefly, but it sat out in his yard for a good two years since he's brought it back from Indiana. And, um, I couldn't get it to kick. I couldn't get it. to. I, I felt so stupid. I was like, what am I doing wrong? Um, I couldn't, I took off the side cover and tried to turn it over by hand. I could not get it to turn over. So I took, pulled off the head. You know, what started out as, Hey, can you clean this carbs, clean these carbs for me uh, a few weeks ago? Right has turned into like, now I'm rebuilding the motor basically. <laughs> like I pulled off the head and there was, there's a, there's a water line in there where there obviously water has gone in and sat inside the head, um, inside the combustion chamber because it's not like gas and gas doesn't like rust, but there's a legitimate water line, um, where the water had sat in there it probably came in cause he didn't have a air cleaner cover on it. And then the float, um, needle was bad or not bad, but it, the carb was so gunky that the float was stuck open. So anything that like l- l- passed through the air cleaner went through the carb straight into the head because one of the valves was probably open, you know? Uh, so long story short, um, yeah, there's been water inside this, uh, this, this head and inside the cylinder, the cylinder has a big old cake of rust around it because the, uh, uh, cylinder wasn't, I'm sorry, the piston wasn't all the way up in the cylinder. And that's why I think the intake valve was probably open. And just this like crazy chain of events, like the perfect storm, let water get in there and rust it. So I pulled the head and yeah, there's there's definitely rust and gunk and all sorts of stuff that's not gas in there. So I'm going to be cleaning the head and um, the, the exhaust valve is stuck shut, like it's rusted shut. So it's pretty crazy. Uh, and that means the piston... Uh, I'm going to have to check it, but I think the cylinder is fine. I haven't got that far yet. So, but I got the, the top end kit for it. So at least I got all the stuff to do it and I'm happy to know that I'm not retarded and I actually, you know, couldn't kick it over because it, it I was probably scoring the <laughs> cylinder trying to kick it over. Uh, it sounds like, uh, maybe Wiggins did some of our winterizing maintenance on he the He did, bike. but he didn't tell me he did it or else I would have been looking for that water in there. Oh yeah. And when I opened the oil, this, I'm talking like... This is like Dracula soul black oil. Like I told you guys before how dirty the um the petcock and like the the fuel tank was. Like this mm-hmm. oil, he said he picked it up from his dad's who hadn't started it in 10 years and this oil was 10 years of sorrow. Like it was so dark and like uh <sighs> but but the nice thing is that now I know all that and so that's my high is it like now I know where to start. My low <laughs> Uh, starts uh, today. Um, well, this is uh, not going to go out for a little bit. So December 10th is uh, my ultimate low. Uh, Junkie finally had um, a proper fucking crash. Like I fucking mm-hmm. crashed pretty hard the other day. And I did get hit 15 years ago on my um, SR250 when a dude just didn't see me and he was trying to beat the gap in traffic and he didn't realize there was a motorcycle. So he didn't run a stop sign, but he blew out of it trying to go across the intersection and just didn't even see me. And I'm like, I'm staring right at him, honking my horn and like lifting my feet and he just smashed me. 
It's 15 years since I've had a proper crash like that. And I fucking had one on Sunday, the 10th, uh, Wiggins and I were, and Mike, you were saying this is karma. You're, you know, you're, you're tired of beating was karma for you whipping kids asses on <laughs> Fortnite. I think my, uh, crash was karma for me, the way me and Wiggins tortured, uh, the drivers of LA on Sunday. Cause he had his, uh, race bagger out. And it's a uh, street legal, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely street legal. There's a hundred percent that motorcycle should be on public roads, dude. He had the front race slick on it still. I was cracking up. He's got he's got a Goldwing rear t- rear tire on it and like the race slick on the front still. But he he made it street legal. He's got running lights. He's got a, a tail light that works. And then he doesn't ride it at night. So the only thing that's not street legal is there's no turn signals or mirrors. So I mean, but everything else is street legal except for. <laughs> It's just a race, race bike with headlights and taillights on it right now. Everything's street legal except for the parts that aren't street legal. That aren't legal. street legal, yeah. His brake light's rad too because when he puts on the brake, it flashes, but then it just like – it flashes for like five seconds and then just turns back to like steady state. So it doesn't even br- get How brighter. Like yeah, it's not like a dual filament where it stays brighter when he's squeezing the brakes. But it was fun. <laughs> so we started at my house. We cruised down through – um LA uh, via the 110. And if you don't know the 110, you're not, you know, you don't give two shits about LA. It is one of the first freeways in California and it's built like it. It follows the ravine, basically. It's not straight. It wasn't, you know, blown up. You know, they didn't blow up miles of mountains to make this thing as straight as possible. It is as curvy as a, as a freeway can get and still be considered a freeway. And um, it goes through the, the Arroyo. Uh, so it follows the natural curves of the hill, and that's why we wanted to take it. And we were terrorizing people uh, on the, you know, on that freeway to get down um, to downtown. We were going to the bike shed, and uh, yeah, several you know freeways and whatnot. Later, we had a great lunch, and then on the way home, we're splitting off. Pretty uneventful day uh, that far. And then Wiggs Wiggs said bye to me. You know, we waved to each other. He took his exit, and I came home a you know a different way. And I'm going through this intersection that I've gone through at least, not kidding, like 800 times, you know, like I feel like I've been through this intersection a thousand times now, half of that on my motorcycle. And I'm going through the intersection and the front of the bike's doing what it should, but the back of the bike just starts to like go sideways a little bit. And I push the brakes, which locks the back tire and makes it go more sideways. And what I... what I think had happened is I think I was going through the corner and I'm trail breaking through the corner. And I think that the front got enough, um, the weight transferred forward enough that the back tire locked a little, at least it did when I like finally ate shit. But yeah, I was coming through this corner, not a little hot on really shitty old tires. You know, my tires, Wiggins was pointing out how they're getting pretty bald. (laughs) So, but I don't, you know, I did fine all day. So it's just this particular intersection is kind of really weird. It's like white pavement. And, um, my tire felt like it was just made of a crayon at that point. So I'm coming through this corner. It's a left-hander. And like I said, the front of the bike's making the turn fine, but the back starts to step out. And then I start to like try to apply as more brake a little bit. And I'm like, just turn, just lean and turn. But my bike doesn't turn very far over either. Like I've dragged pegs all day, uh, 
<laughs> riding. And so it, there is a point where it won't turn. And the fact that I'm putting the brakes on, it's trying to stand up also. So I'm fighting it. And then at some point I just target fixate on the curb. I'm like, no, I'm going to hit the fucking curb here. <laughs> and I'm going sideways into it. Like I'm backing it in basically is what I was doing. I was backing, backing it in, but unintentionally. I didn't think the rear wheel just started to slide. It was the weirdest feeling ever. I just lost traction on the back. And I was like, what the fuck? And by the time I realized what was happening, I probably could have like stepped up, uh, you know, modulated the rear brake a little bit or like just even got off of it, you know, just let go of the rear brake. But mm -hmm. it was all happening so fast that I was just panicking. And in my brain, I'm like, I had already made up the decision that I was hitting the curb. And the best thing I could do is try to lean over enough so that if I hit it, I could just bounce off and keep going because I was coming in at a 90 degree angle to the curb. <laughs> and what happened instead was my back wheel hit the curb first uh, since the front of the bike was doing was going where it was supposed to. So I, I literally came in back end first. Back tire hits the curb, which immediately like yanks the bike in line. And when it did that, I just went flying off of it. And there's, wow. skid, there, there's a skid mark coming through the corner. And it's not, it's not curving very much. There's a slight curve to it. But it's, it's weird because it's like halfway into the corner. That's what I'm saying. I made it halfway through the corner before the back end like lost traction. And then you just see a skid mark going relatively straight to the curb. But it's, si but it's sideways. It's not like I was skidding straight toward the curb. My back, I was, I was turned. And I came into the curb sideways. And when it hit the, it hit the back wheel, the front wheel left this crazy skid mark that looks like a comb because my tires are like kind of knobby, you know? And so it looks like uh, the front wheel, I could see where it whipped about a foot and a half and then it hit the curb too and my bike popped straight up. And like I said, when it did that, I just went flying off. I don't know what happened. I flew off um, and I could only see sky at that point. I was tunnel vision, you know? And I, and I, I remember hitting the curb and I just couldn't believe it was happening. I was like, yep, it happened right now. And then that's, a, and then I thought I maybe had saved it. And then that's the last thing that went through my mind before I just saw sky. And I felt like I had fell off the bike backwards and, um, yeah, that was it. And then I, uh, I felt my back hit the ground and I felt like scratching on my, like where my pants meet my jacket. And I was like, I just got road rash. <laughs> and then I did this weird roll. I was like kind of rolling backwards, but then I turned like in the middle of it and then I ended up like on my side and my feet and I just got up real quick and ran to the side. So I don't know what happened. I couldn't tell you exactly what happened. Like when I got hit by the car 15 years ago, I definitely slid across his hood on my back and then landed like head first on the pavement. Um, luckily, I didn't go unconscious and I remember the whole thing, but I remember my helmet going tick and hitting the pavement and I like did a backward somersault on this one. I have no idea what happened. And I really only, my helmet only got scratched because when I was coming to my feet, I like rolled my head on the ground. So my head didn't even ever hit the ground. It was my back. Um, and I properly fucked my, like, like it was not, I was doing like probably 35 or 40 into that corner. And so I mm -hmm. don't know how much I slowed down before I hit the curb, but it, it was enough to rip me off and, yeah, I'm pretty fucked up. <laughs> so. Neither of you have like a GoPro on or anything? Well, it was just uh it was just junky. It was just me. Point. Oh, that's right cuz yeah. he cuz Wiggins And I don't ride with that off. shit. Who want, you know? And then I was thinking, I know, I don't and, either, yeah. but I was, you know. So the only the thing is this is the amazing part. The bike looks fine. It's so crazy. Didn't dent anything, didn't scratch anything, didn't break a mirror didn't break a turn signal, didn't bend a lever. Like it's so, it's so weird. The bike literally hit the curb. Like I said, both tires like 
hit the curb coming in at a, at a 90 degree angle. Like I'm like I'm parallel to the curb instead of perpendicular to it. Yeah, I saw the skid mark and I was like, what? Like, now, yeah. And now it's even more weird when you say it was like it, the it was sideways. Yeah, backwards. I was I was backing it in and, and my my tires basically both hit in the trough. You know, I, I've done it. I've never, I've never done it, but I've seen people like at flat tracks, like, you know, they're racing and they drift so far out and they bang their tire against the wall, like between the wall and the dirt. And they just like keep going. Uh And I was thinking like, this might be able to do that, but I had too much sideways momentum. Yeah. I, it was just the weirdest thing. I've never felt the rear. And I'm, I'm thinking it was a too much speed into the corner and B my, I, I looked at my tires. They are pretty, pretty haggard. You know, I was like, not that I don't know. It's really weird that I ripped through LA all day with no problems, but that intersection is kind of weird. Like the, the pavement there is weird. They do a lot of construction. Actually, they're doing a ton of construction right now. And I actually went and took a picture of this big pile of gravel that's in the middle of the intersection. But then I looked at where the gravel was and my tire and they're about 15 feet apart. So I was like, yeah, the gravel, it Mm -hmm. wasn't the gravel. I didn't hit the gravel. It just felt like that, you know, like the back end just like suddenly lost. Um, anyway, long story short, yeah, my back's fucked up, but no, nothing broken and nothing, um, at least that I, that I know, but my fingy, since I was, you know, trail breaking and pulling the brakes pretty hard, my two fingers that I was pulling the brake lever with kind of hurt and they were a little bit bruised, but they're getting better. They wanted to get x-rays of them, but I can move them and I played guitar and like, they're fine. Um, it's really my fucking back, dude. I, I, I came down like square on my back. Uh, and, um, yeah, it, it. Above my butt is swollen. When I looked in the mirror, I was like, fuck, I gained 10 pounds. But it's just because my back is like swollen so far out that like now it looks like I have like a little belly and a... And a like a hump back. <laughs> yeah. Uh. No, it's, it's like above my butt. Like it's it's the weirdest place to be swollen. But it's like right where I got the road rash is all swollen. Aww. So yeah, it sucked. Long well, story- I'm glad that's all it was. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. Because like, I, I was like, oh man, like both of you guys, you're like the tire popping off and then that and it's like both you guys pretty much I think texted almost right after it happened I was like (laughs) yeah oh my gosh yeah the biggest bummer is that there was a guide wire coming down my bike was my bike literally only got scratched where it hit the the tires hit the pave hit the like that 90 degree lip between the road and the and the sidewalk and my bike laid down on the dirt this there's like you know, a sidewalk with, but then it's dirt. So my bike kind of like jumped in the air over the sidewalk and landed in the dirt. But there was a fucking guide wire for a telephone pole and my bike slid and just happened to clip the, um, the meter. And so it hit the meter and it hit the handlebars and it yanked them back. And then my bike like spun 180 and like was facing, was facing me like facing the wrong way. And I was wondering how it got faced that way. And then I saw the marks in the dirt where it had like slid over. But if that guide wire hadn't been there, my bike would have just like tipped on its side and like skid like on the foot pegs and shit. Like my, my foot pegs, I hate them because they're so wide, but they, they would have saved it. Like it would have just scraped on the exhaust pipe and the foot peg and like came to a stop and I would have just been able to lift it up and ride it home, you know, but instead it hit that guide wire, which like broke the meter and it like pulled my handlebars back, which kind of yanked my brake lines. So A, I had no front brake and the bike won't start without a meter. So I have to replace the meter and I have to replace my banjo bolt and tilt my handlebars back. But I mean, it was so amazing that that was like the only damage, you know, I was like, wow. So the bike came out fantastic. And me on the other hand, I look, uh, 
even worse than I than I am. But luckily, nothing broken. I mean, you know, I I was thinking about our Patreon Rob, and I was thinking about Paul, yeah. who uh, you know, broke his collar blade. Collar blade? No, what's it called? Your collarbone. Collarbone. Uh-huh. On the VFR that I have now, you know, like he went down on that and broke his collarbone and all this shit or broke his shoulder or something like that. And I was like, man, I got, I got lucky wearing all the fucking gear. You know, I wear all the gear all the time. And so if I hadn't have done that, I think I would have broke my knee because my knee got pretty fucked up. But without, it was like right outside of where the knee protectors are. Um, mm-hmm. So like if I hadn't had those on, I wear like, I wear kind of like dirt bike knee protectors under my pants um, that go all the way down my shin and shit. Uh, and yeah, if I hadn't had those on, I think I would have broke my knee. But yeah, it was it was crappy. But it's over and now everything's cool. And uh, so far, everything's checked out. So I'm, uh, it didn't make me any uglier, thank God. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah, that's that's our high highs and lows for this week. Yeah, we need to we need to make an episode where we say fuck everything we said about maintenance. <laughs> I know. I think it's. I totally think it's karma for that episode. <laughs> and I no. hope, like you know how they say everything happens in threes. I'm like so nervous yes. now because well, you I, fell over at the thing. You fell over in the wood. Oh, so I started it. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. My- yeah. God <laughs> you're, damn you're it. Fine. It actually got progressively worse. Exactly, exactly. I hope that's how the flow of this because yeah. I don't want it to circle back around then. Exactly. No, that, I think that counts. Yeah, you you dropped yours. Mike's debated, and then I totally fucking pulled a street Rossi wanker move. I don't so. know, but Mike had his tire on that trip too. So it's like Mike's had, it was... I like think Mike, the gold me, wing, I, my Mike. fucking gold wing is cursed. That's it. <laughs> Well, so yeah, your all of this. Your low shouldn't be that it debated. You also sent us pics that the tow truck guy fucking dropped. Oh, I don't yeah. even want to fucking think about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> god damn it. Um. <laughs> so the low got lower. Um. <laughs> I, I dude, I fucking put that out of my mind. <laughs> Sorry for bringing it back up. No, it's okay. So. I had to wait like three and a half hours for a flatbed tow truck. Oh God. Which is just the worst. Cause you know that they're just sitting there in the Walmart parking lot jerking off. Like yeah. there's <laughs> really no way around it. Um, so I'm waiting uh, for this thing or for this tow truck. He gets there and we get the bike up on the flatbed and he throws two straps, one over the back passenger seat through the uh what <laughs> it, oh believe me i was questioning don't was say that. the back window like no no no, no. through the um like the back go- passenger seat yeah. he throws a strap like there's two little grab rails for the passenger yeah yeah, yeah. throws a strap and like kind of loops it through those and tightens down pulling the bike to the back of the trailer there and then at the forks and I'm like, that's not going to hold in my head. I'm like, this isn't going to work. Oh, I totally thought you meant passenger seat in the car. I'm like, what? He was strapped like in the passenger um, seat through the back window and he out. He used the like, seatbelt. Yeah, he just yeah, used, he used the seatbelt. I no, got uh, you. Okay. So, and then he throws a second strap and loops it through, the, like uh, weaves it through my forks. And it has it pulling to the front of the trailer or the the flatbed. And I, I, I'm curious to what's going on because i've loaded motorcycles before and i know that's 
sure as hell not how you do it. Whatever. Don't even think about it. I, I, I said, hey, I don't think this is going to work. And he goes, no, I've loaded plenty of bikes. This is, this is going to be fine. I said, no, it's not. And he goes, no, it'll be fine. Trust me. Uh, okay, buddy. And in my head, I'm like, this isn't going to be fine. Whatever. Um, I mean, that is I, what you want to hear from a flatbed driver, though. I mean, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, him saying, you know what? Uh, in my head, I'm like, you know what? He says it's fine. I'm just going to believe him. This isn't how I would do it, but what do I know? I don't drive a tow truck all right. day. <laughs> uh, oh, man. We go, no, no shit. We go 25 feet down the road. We didn't even fucking make it around the corner. And uh, he hit a bump in the road. And you feel this, oh, the, the truck like kind of weeble wobble. And I, I felt it and I closed my eyes because I knew what was going to happen. Just understanding physics. What he did is he gave the motorcycle two pivot points with those fucking ratchet straps. Oh, no. <laughs> so the bike p- pivoted and fell on its side on the trailer. And he goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, he- <laughs> shit. And you're in the truck with him, right? Like yes, I'm assuming. Yes, I'm in the truck. And I am at that point, I have my helmet on my lap and I am pulling against my helmet so, uh, so hard like <laughs> I, my eyes are closed. I'm like shaking mad. Um so I went out, I lifted my bike up cuz he couldn't do it. He just couldn't handle it and it made me even more mad, quite honestly. Uh, so I lift my bike up. I get it st- stood up and I asked him for all of his straps. And I'm like, I'm going to show you how to strap down a motorcycle. I shouldn't be touching this. Shit. Uh, so I, you know. I wish I was a fly on the wall. Oh, dude. I. Okay. So I strapped the bike down and we get to my house and, you know, and I did all the proper shit. I don't have, he didn't have any like bar straps and because of the fairing that I have it you can't really strap to the handlebars so I went low on the forks one on either side of the fork and pulled to the front of the truck there as you do yeah and then through the back wheel pulling to the back not the best job in the world it's but it held you know and that's what matters it was gonna get me home and the all the the weight everything was low on the bike and that's kind of what matters it brings the weight low we get to my house, which is like a mile and a half from where we were. Um, and you're thinking to yourself, Hey Michael, why'd you call a tow truck? If it's only a mile and a half away, I would challenge you to push a Goldwing a mile and a half with no back tire or oh, a yeah. very shitty back. It's oh, not yeah. happening. I'm sorry. You've been it's trying just to ride not it on happening. like a debeated tire. Like it, that's a, it's chore. not happening. It's not happening. It's not safe. It was too much of a risk. Um, so, we get to my house, we're unloading the bike and he's, he, before I'm even on the bike, he starts lowering or raising the ramp up on this flatbed. And I'm like, Hey, how about you slow the fuck down and let me get up there. Let me sit on this bike. Cause it will just fall if you don't. So I I'm on the bike. I clutch in and roll the bike back down the trailer and I get down and he goes, all right, cash your card. I go, excuse me, you dropped my fucking bike. I'm not paying you. You got to pay me. Blah, blah, blah. And gets all shitty with me. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Take my card. Just take the card. And I called called uh, the tow company the next morning. Um, Called the tow company. And I fucking, I'm not not the guy that's ever, I, 
I I live and let live. I'm not going to waste my energy and yell at someone over the phone, right? But I fucking laid into this guy. <laughs> oh man, I, it was. I, I explained how you know you fucked my paint up. It doesn't matter what my bike looked like before. What what's the matter is is my bike looks different now after you've touched it. Yeah. After your company's touched it, it's more damaged than it was. Well, my driver said that damage was already there. And I said, oh, the same driver that didn't know how to strap my shit down, the same driver that dropped my fucking motorcycle. That Did you driver, happen to get a picture after, like right after it no, fell my like phone before was you dead. touched it? My phone uh, was dead. So it, it just was a fucking yeah. recipe of awesome, you know? And so, uh, I, I what was. What did they charge you? Like 125 bucks for a mile and a half. Yeah, that's the tow truck fee. That's standard fucking fee is, is 125. No matter where you're gonna go, it's robbery. Yeah. Um, we should start a tow truck business. By the way, oh, I have 100%. a I have a trailer with a chalk, but I need to get. We lost the license plate. Um. So next time anything happens. And okay, I lived two next. and a half hours away, and I had crashed. So, <laughs> well, you, yeah, did you exactly. notice that I offered help to you, Junkie, but not Mike? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> damn, Kim. Oh, dang. I man. see how. But it is. I was like, mad. You were like, you said you were a mile something from home, like. But yeah, I heard your yeah. reasons why. Like, you know what? We should go out to Slow Jamistan. And try to push the bikes a mile through the sand. And that's probably oh, what gosh, it's like pushing sand? a loaded, loaded uh, Goldwing on a flat yeah, ground no, with a PB tire. Oh, it, I don't it's, doubt it's hard. <laughs> oh, it was. I And I, I really was sitting there on the side of the road, cold as fuck. Yeah. Because I, I, I wasn't geared for sitting, right? And I'm right up next to the river. In Lakeside, the San Diego River, I'm literally right there. So it's well, did all your the mom, wind did chill your off mom, the water. Did your wife come get your son? Right? No, she was at a concert. Oh, so your son was with you the whole time? No, uh, her her grandparents picked him up. Oh, you didn't say like, hey, bring me some clothes? Like, no, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing a jacket, but I have a blanket in the Goldwing, and mm-hmm. so I wrapped up in a blanket. I looked like a homeless <laughs> homeless rider. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh it was just a it was a real (laughs) shitty experience there oh that's that's yeah i would be so pissed about the bike tipping over i would have lost my shit right well when you when you showed me the paint on it too it's got some like og pinstriping that you just can't you know i'm saying like i don't want to i don't want to make it worse but i mean that it's it's awesome you can't redo it yeah it's it's not something that's like um I don't think they make that color teal anymore. <laughs> nope. Nope. I doubt it. Yeah. What a what a crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was it was lot less than ideal, if yeah. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> um so after it happened, I sat in the I, I I was mad. I, I was angry drink mad. So I got home and I drank. <laughs> That's how mad I was. Um. Yeah, but en- enough of that. Now is a good day. The gold wings sitting in the driveway. It's fine. It's good. It's not, I'm not even gonna look at it. I'm just pissed. The Harley's gonna be done this week, and then I'll be able to rip around on that. It'll be a good time. Everyone's yeah. gonna be happy. I'm happy. There's definitely no reason to be upset. Yeah. 
I feel you. I, I, I'm looking forward to ripping the VFR around uh, now and maybe even the SR250. Who knows? Until I get the Speedo for the uh, for the Yamaha, uh, the SCR. Then, now, then we'll have to ride our bikes together like our, our uh, you know, faulty bikes. How, uh, how much is that Speedo going to cost? I'm sure you already looked into it. <laughs> It's it's pretty expensive. I forget exactly how much it is, but it is it is up there for like four hundred bucks. So I know this will raise your premium, but have you considered going through your insurance, doing your deductible? What's your deductible? Five hundred bucks, probably. Yeah, doing your deductible, claiming the foot pegs, claiming the bars, claiming the oh, the foot pegs are fine, but they're not. As far as the insurance company, <laughs> I'm promoting it. Yeah, you should just kind of like <laughs> a few other things you want to replace on the bike before you send those pictures. Well, I work for a company that our clients are insurance companies, and I used to work at a repair shop, and I know how this stuff goes. And that, yeah, it won't fly. It, it is, <laughs> it is so not damaged that that would not. Uh, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would probably get fired because we have to sign. You know, like like affidavits that were uh, won't hose over insurance companies since they're our customers. So that's out of the question for me. <laughs> but it's not out of the but, question for me, right? You want to buy my and bike? The listeners at home, <laughs> right. hey guys, if you're wondering what to do with your spare time, commit insurance fraud. <laughs> right? You could get a pretty sick setup if, uh, yeah. Well, no, because I thought about it. I was like, should I go through the insurance? And I was like, for the for the crap that's wrong on it, I don't want to submit a claim. Like, honestly. However, I don't know if I'm going to be able to... I don't have the scanner tool. I don't know if I'm going to be able to like repl- just slap a new meter on there. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think you could. I think I'm going to have to take it to Yamaha at some point and have them like unlock it, you know? that That's also the sucky thing about... Um, you know, I tipped over in the dirt on this thing and it started fine because I didn't like properly like slam it. But now, yeah, now it's, uh, it's broke, you know, like the, the meter, uh, Wiggins is um, bag eraser. We were trying to do some crap to it and it won't, wouldn't run without the gauges until you do. I forgot how they got it to bypass, um, to run now, but yeah, he tried to hook up the gauges at his friend's shop and it was telling there was a VIN error. So a lot of these modern bikes, um, when you turn them on, the ECU runs a diagnostic check and like throws all the lights on the little digital gauge and then sends it back and says, yeah, yeah we, we displayed the oil light and we display this and that. And it runs like a diagnostic. And once you break that, now you're fucked, you know? And I don't know how they're going to know how many uh, miles is on it because I don't know if that's stored in the ECU and just displayed on, this, on the meter. But that's another thing because like you, my insurance company is going to be like, wait, how'd you go from like, you know this many miles to zero miles. <laughs> like, wait a sec. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting ask, but I think I'm going to, I am probably going to have to take it to the dealership at some point to get the meter, like reset to whatever it was, you know what I'm saying? Like that's going to be a crappy endeavor, but yeah, I don't know your Goldwing. Uh, same thing with that. Like it's, uh, so not crashed, but so, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so, I don't know, touched in a way that you can't get it back without, you know, you'd have to go to a, a custom pinstriper to get those pinstripes put back. 
yeah, I'm not going to. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Yep. Yep. I think I'm just going to uh, get mine working and I'm going to contact this dude that has a fleet of Yamaha flat trackers and say, hey, how did you, what meters, What? how did you get yours to run without uh, sp- speedometers for the track? You know, maybe there's a way to do it. But um, hey, let's get into, the, this is crazy because we didn't do headlines this week, but we still got, we still hit the 40 minute mark with uh, some blabbing. You guys oh, want to yeah. get it into the word of the week this week? Yeah. The word of the oh, week. Oh yeah, I thought we did, but. Well, no, we, 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 uh, the word of the week is it. hot. We just have to make it. We have to make it official. And I didn't want to make it a quite official because I didn't know if Mike was going to say he got hot when he was waiting on the side of the road. I didn't realize it was freezing. Uh, and I knew I was going to say I came into that corner pretty hot. So, I just, But now that it's official, let's uh, go over here and um, let me see. Here we go. I think I have... Uh, here we go. That is what the horn sounds like now that it's broke. So <laughs> you have to live with that. But the uh, word of the week is now official. We can't say everybody's favorite three-letter word. And uh, you guys ready to move into the uh, rest of the show? Yeah. Absolutely. I had to check my um, thing for the game I made to make sure that word's not in there. I'll tell you what. Since you made the game before we knew the word of the week, we'll make an exemption. Once we start playing the game. I don't think it is. Okay. I'm looking, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so the main topic on this week's show is what is it to be a motorcyclist, right? And we put this question out, like I said, we put it out everywhere. We got a couple emails, we got a couple texts, and we got a few uh, of our people on Instagram. Did any of you reach out or get any anybody replying directly to you guys about nope. what it is to be a motorcyclist? So let's start off with the responses that we got. Um, and the first one comes from the Raccoon King Moto. Uh, and their reason for, you know, motorcycling to them is to commute and to enjoy, which is a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, Brady Walker from Ramming Speed Racing said he thought I said a shitless robot instead of a shirtless robot in my, so that's, that's why he wants I to saw ride. your post. Yeah. yeah. He, he wants to ride. He's now, now he doesn't know why he rides, I guess is it was his response. Um, 59 classic motorbikes, uh, 59 cafe, classic motorbikes, uh, guest back on episode 36 or something like that, uh, says that, uh, partly the feeling of freedom. It's almost like flying. The part that you can get on almost any bike or even an electric skateboard nowadays. Uh, the other part for me is the multifaceted love affair with vintage machines like the stewardship, the artistry of the machines themselves, the earned relationship with the machine that you have to know inside out and out to keep it going, the badges of honor attained only through roadside repairs, hashtag Mike and the visceral feeling <laughs> from Did a, he actually say hashtag no no, no that was me. <laughs> and the uh, the visceral feeling from an old thumper or a parallel twin I could go on and on but you get the idea and I absolutely know me this is the guy that actually got me into motorcycles uh, we were both into cars together and he got me into riding and now he restores classic uh, really crappy old old bikes that people don't even talk about anymore on all the um, motorcycle shows because they are that old. He, he's like into old classic stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, Jeremy Otto, ASE. This, uh, this guy has won 84,000 uh, bike shows on the bike that me and Wiggins tried to roast about two and a half years ago. He just keeps winning um, bike show after bike show with his like, uh, I guess you would call it sort of like a Mad Max bike. Um, he says two-wheel therapy. 
is the reason that yeah. he does. And then Scooter Dan, Vulcan Scooter Dan, to be uh, precise, says pretty much this photo. Uh, the photo was of Tobor standing behind uh, Pete's Lambretta. No, that's Pete's uh, <laughs> Vespa, I think. And uh, flipping off the bird. Yeah, Tobor is hardcore. And um, that picture is hardcore. I can't remember. Yeah, it's a, it's a Vespa. So I couldn't remember for his Piaggio. I didn't want to do it a disservice. Um, somebody else wrote us in at uh, creativewritingpodcast uh, at gmail.com if you want to do that in the future. Uh, you can you can give us tips that we should uh, <laughs> for us writing tips apparently like anything any tips yeah writing and maintenance tips that we obviously need um, so it's Johnny Roundtree who is a constant yeah. contributor um, he says to me it is a passion like nothing else in my life the only other things I've been this passionate about was skateboarding and surfing and then I got into motocross in my twenties I ended up losing my license for eighteen years but I never let it stop me from traveling and getting around. Wow. Losing his license. For 18 years. You're lucky that you're on probation, Kim, and we'll, we'll have to figure out. Johnny's a rebel. I'm going to have to like hit him up and be like, what's that about? Hell yeah. John, John, um, from hitchhiking to Washington more than once and to knowing every, uh, route in Northern California, every bus route in Northern California. I remember a day that helped me change my life around. There was a moment when I saw a pack of motorcycles going down the road and it made me so sad because I thought I'd never be able to experience that kind of freedom. That was the turning point to get oh. my ass in gear. Jumped through a ton of hoops, needed to get my license back. And to me, it represents a privilege that I work hard to obtain. I ride every day for work and for fun. And it's passion because it's all I think about. And uh, I'm looking for a way into the industry. So hot damn. That's he, cool. I tell you what. He, I like that. He will be our, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, everything that he sends me is, you know, yeah. it's so good. Um that, and I agree with like a lot of that too. Um, just what he said about the kind of that first realization of the wanting to ride part is like, I can kind of remember that piece. I mean, I, I was, you know, like a backpack before I rode obviously. And I specifically remember though, like we were going down to El Diablo run and like my husband, he was riding, um, the roadster and, um, I was in a truck and camper and I, with my dad, cause we, I grew up going camping in Mexico. So I had invited my dad and like, we'll do the truck and camper and, you know, hang out and I just get on the back of the bike, but yeah. that trip. And I think that was 2017. I told my dad, you know, Brian was on the bike in front of us. And, um, I said, I don't think this, I can do another trip without being, you know, riding my own. And yeah. Yeah, I remember that specific moment when it was like, okay, this is enough, you know? Right. Yeah, I know. I remember I used to watch a lot of videos, a lot of crash videos from racing. And so that's like my thing is like, you know, when I get a motorcycle, I just want to crash almost every time I ride. And I've so oh, far... You're getting good at it. I've so far <laughs> made it pretty successful, yeah. Yeah. I, I distinctly remember the moment that it clicked for me. Uh, cause I had ridden on the back of my dad's motorcycle before I rode my own, but I got a little KTM 50 mini adventure and I kicked it over Oh yes! and the feeling of kicking a motorcycle for those of you who have never had to kickstart a motorcycle. You're missing out. 
mm-hmm. the feeling of kicking a motorcycle and starting it, it just feels awesome. And like, it, it's one of those things that the first time I kicked it over and rode it, it, it all made sense. Yeah. I've not looked back. Yeah. I remember that too. Like my first, um, my first bike was like a 73, like CB 450. So it had kickstart or electric. And, um, I mean, of course I always used the electric, but I was like, I do want to kick, you know, be able to kickstart it if I need to. And I remember that first, first time like to kickstarting that. And I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. And it wasn't as hard as I thought. I'm sure like a chopper or whatever, but yeah, um. yeah you see this guy. <laughs> the thing is, is that you get a bike, an old bike that's a kickstart that if you don't maintain it and you get out in the middle, there's this rad video. I, I forget where it was from, but it, I think the guy was supposed to be like in Kansas or something. And he's riding this old bike that he restored. And it's, it's a really cute little motorcycle video, but then he gets out to the middle of the, he stall it stalls and it's all hot. You know how hard it is to kickstart a hot bike. And he stalls like out in the middle of n- literally nowhere. It's just like thousands of miles of cornfields in either direction. And he's sitting there kicking it for like 20 minutes. And it, you know, uh-huh. obviously it flashes forward because it's a short film, but it flashes forward to like an hour. You can tell it's supposed to be like way later in the day and he's still kicking it. And he's like, God, and then he finally gets a start and rips back. But yeah, when it, when it does kick over, it's cool. Um, yeah, that's, and that's, yeah. uh, they don't really make that many kickstart bikes. Even motocross bikes aren't kickstart anymore, but what a cool feeling to feel like you're like literally kicking something to life. Like, yeah, it, it's a, yeah. it's a pretty rewarding feeling. Um, that is nice. What does it, uh, to you guys mean to be a motorcyclist? Like, uh, you know, what is the, the overall, the art? I mean, that's a good start, like how you got your start, but what is, what is the feeling? Well, the meaning, um, I guess. Well, I I mean, I agree. I like the therapy part of it. Like others have said, that's what I really get out of it is just that like mental escape from, you know, you're, you have to be or should be off your phone. <laughs> like I don't even, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't, well, I don't do the like on video phone. on my cell phone thing. I don't have a GoPro. So I don't, I would wreck if I tried to film on my cell phone, like, <laughs> but um, yeah, just not having those other distraction or uh, distractions like from you, you know, and um, then also just the people that you do get to meet that have came uh, like into your lives from writing. That's the, that's super awesome to me too, because before, before writing, I really didn't care to have like female friends and I have more female friends now. Um, just kind of that like-minded personality that, you know, I just never thought there were like females out there. Like, (laughs) Right, like that. Right. So, and then the, um, like someone else said too, like the learning, the stuff of your bike, that feels good too. Being able to do your own things. Like right. I can't do a ton, but just those little things. And I, I like when I know more than a guy too, I don't, and I'm not, like I said, I don't know a ton, but when I know more than a guy that's asking, that kind of feels good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was, um, Eric from the, from 59 uh, Cafe Classics, he cut, touched on the same thing that Mike did because Mike was talking about on the maintenance episode, I believe. Um, or no, I think it was the episode that we did when you weren't here, when you first got arrested. He <laughs> he was talking about just buy a bike now. If it doesn't run, you're going to 
have to learn the insides and outs and everything about it, right, to get it to run. And then you are a part of that bike. And that's exactly what, you know, the whole thing with um, 59 Cafe Classics is that every single bike that he, he, he was just like me. We, we liked cars before, you know, Yeah. then he, then he got an old CB 750, learned all about those, got a Norton, learned all about those. And it just, uh, went backwards. And now he's like part time, like as a part-time career restores classic bikes, people look him up to restore their bike, you know? So it's, it is, it's just this, uh, when you know it, you have to know it inside out. Like, yeah, for sure. And then my, you know, Mike spoke to that and, and, uh, yeah. yeah, that's cool too. And like Johnny said, or I think it would be cool to work in the industry once we become so passionate about it. It's like, yeah. Oh, can I have a job, you know, where I'm doing, it's a part of my hobby and working. Yeah. You know, I think that's all of our dreams. It seems maybe. Yeah. To well, get paid it, I mean, what it, isn't like. that why we're doing this? <laughs> Not necessarily to get paid, but like, right. It, it, this is this is a job in some respects. I would say, and it, it, this is at least for me the reason that that I do this is it's an opportunity to talk shop. It's an yeah. opportunity to to get with like minded people and talk about something that means so much to us. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I work in like a super weird like niche part of the industry and it was so boring that I like needed to tie like you know day to day uh it's like almost nothing to do with motorcycling or motorcyclists it's all just about like you know diagrams part numbers blah blah blah, blah. and yeah. I needed an I needed an out you know I, and I looked for um motor I, I remember some of the very first um motorcycle podcast I ever heard the only one I ever heard at the very beginning was this one called side stands up and it's back before like podcasting was a uh really quite a thing I mean it was so brand new and he was the only one that I could think of and then the two-wheel power hour out of like um Idaho no no Iowa something like that they were some of the first but they were all like radio shows you know I think I think even the side stands up was a um uh, radio show that they called in somewhere because because it was a terrible audio. I mean, you know, people weren't podcasting, but that's what I was looking for. I was looking for people talking about the stuff that they were doing. You know, I didn't care that it was both of them calling in on like an old road, not even a not even a cell phone. I mean, this is like pre cell phone shit where it was like they're calling on like a landline and it sounded all crackly, but they were talking about motorcycles. And I was like, I'm here for it. You know, I want to hear this. So yeah, it was. Um, it is. Pretty cool. You'd you'd be you'd be surprised, I think, at how many people are in the industry that have podcasts that are like, listen, this is the last thing I want to do. You you yeah. own a shop, you don't get to ride on the weekends, you're at the shop. <laughs> That's you know? what I was thinking too while you were talking. I'm like, well, maybe on the flip side, it's like if you do work in the industry, you might not wanna yeah. like have to deal with it on if, your free time. Yeah. If you're media, you get to talk about it. But if you're not like not media, like, yeah, it could be pretty crazy. You never, you like for my work, we used to have to go to the media days and those are the days where they're not putting on the stunt show. They're not, they're literally just talking to magazines and telling you the numbers they want you to hear and, and this and that, you know, and it was like, okay. And like telling you the features and, and like you want, they want you to write it down. So when you do your 
you know, press article on it, you have all the info, but you don't get to see the fun shit. You don't get to do the demos. You know, you don't get to do the stuff that a paying spectator gets. So it was almost like worse being like invited. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I would, I would go back and pay to go in sometimes. Like IMS and stuff was always like media day was like, uh, so it was so, <laughs> I hated it, but, but yeah, no, no, this is, this is the best job. Podcasting is great because, um, you actually get to talk to people about it and it's such a good way to uh, be able to talk anything about that and not have to focus in like you don't work for a racer X magazine. You don't have to focus on motocross, you know, or you don't work for American iron. You don't have to only talk about like what Harley, you know, baggers and accessories bar you rode to on the, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The donk wheels that you're going to put on your, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, um, for you, what is uh, motorcycling? Well, so that's, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, it's going to sound cheesy, but it, it is a, a, a form of therapy. It's, it's the, um, it's, ex, it's exposure to the elements. There's a very visceral feeling about the, the, there's a very visceral feeling when you kind of face that grim reality that, every time you get on a motorcycle is the last time you'll get on a motorcycle, so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. um, it makes you take the moments that you're not on the bike. Uh, I guess take, take more stock in those. Um, I think that motorcycles also buy back largely if you commute on them. Um, the motorcycle buys back hours of your life every week, depending on the length of your commute, that kind of stuff. But I mean, for me, driving the work vehicle or um, riding my motorcycle to the shop and back every day, I, I literally buy back 10 hours a week extra time that I get to spend with my wife and son. Mm -hmm. I, it's it's something that it, it's a rewarding feeling. And it, it again, it, this goes back to knowing the motorcycle, knowing what you've done and turning the wrenches and everything, but it, it, you, there's a strong connection. And I feel like even car guys, anyone in the automotive space within the motoring space, if you take the time and really turn those bolts and get to know the machine you're, you're using that, that you, you gain this real connection with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the things that I found throughout the years is that the more time you spend on the bike, the more you love it. Even the shittiest bike in the world is the best motorcycle in the world. Yeah. Ask, ask that Ninja 400 rider how they feel about their bike. And I'm not saying a Ninja 400 is a shitty bike, but go find someone that's been riding for a month and ask them how they feel about their motorcycle. And I think largely everyone's going to give you some form of this is the best thing in the world. Yeah. It, it, it there's just, there's no way around it. it. And it's like Kim said, it, it's a connection with other people. I've met some of my best friends in the world through motorcycling. You know, some, some of the people I would argue to say all of my friends have been met through motorcycling in some way, shape or form, or the people that I knew before I rode, I have gotten them on bikes. I, it, it's, it's one of those things that it, it builds such a sense of community 
even without being in a club, without doing any of that, there's community in the fact that you and that other motorcyclist on the road are exposed to the same dangers every time you guys ride. There's a, a lot of camaraderie that's formed even at a gas station talking to somebody else. Hey, nice bike. Like there, the, there's a lot of camaraderie in riding motorcycles that I don't think is found in any other activity right. or, or many other activities. There, the the risk of death is is very high, and most riders respect that, or at least understand that. Respecting it is one thing, but understanding that the risk of death is is ever present is one of the things that I really like about motorcycling. It keeps you, I don't know, it keeps you alive. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I think sure. it. I think it also like helps build your confidence too or i mean i'll just speak for myself but like feeling that sense of accomplishment even just like learning to ride maybe or you know completing a course or like your near misses or fixing your own bike like there's all these little things that can like make you feel better about yourself coming from a bike um for me personally, I'll just say, because you're like, oh, um, I didn't know I could do, I didn't know I could do that. Or I like saved my own shit and didn't like fly off a cliff. Today. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that's cool because I, I, I've felt self-conscious throughout my life with like this different things. And then um, you know, ride just riding a female rider in general, I think like you get a little confidence boost. And then, I mean, I will, I'll say that I didn't want, I didn't like pictures of myself on my bike, um, cause of my weight when I first started riding. And then I was like, cause I didn't look, I didn't like how I looked in like my gear or my gear wasn't like feminine. And then I was like, you know what? This is stupid because I'm not getting these like pictures of my trips or things me enjoying on my bike. And that I just like threw that all out the window and I was like, forget that. Like I want these like happiest moments, like experiences with yeah. me in the pictures. Um, Good for you. I, this is, I like where this went. It, it, totally unexpected, but I like where it went because that's like um motorcycles was like a way for you to uh, like it it got you into an uncomfortable zone but then it was like you know what like this is too awesome to not enjoy and it like mm -hmm. got you comfortable with like just being you know being you and being who you are yeah like overall motorcyclists don't give a shit you know yeah so uh, largely i agree with that i think you're cool <laughs> <laughs> I let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, but, you know. did I go? Did I go too far? I think you're all right. Now I want to pose like naked on my bike and no, right? Hell yeah, no, we're all for <laughs> it. Yeah, brother. Patreon level sixty nine coming <laughs> to <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure, and that's awesome. That is that's awesome. Um, yeah, personally, to me, uh, motorcycling. I don't know if I've ever actually ever said this on the show because we always kind of have uh, had. Uh, guests on or talked about other shit, but personally to me, uh, I totally jive with uh, a lot of that that both of you said. Um, 
partially, Mike, what you were saying, what, you know, Wiggins and I on Sunday were legitimately terrorizing, uh, <laughs> traffic. And I don't, I, 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 uh, this is going to sound weird, but I, I, there's been a few times where I overcooked corners uh, I'm not going to lie. And I, I kind of like crashing, not, not, I, I don't like getting fucked up like I did, you know, this, this uh, weekend, but, um, coming close to crashing lets you know where the limits are. And the doctor that was looking at me today, um, said something about like, you know, like, yeah, there's, you know, a lot of speed, like a lot of adrenaline. Um, I, I, something about she, she, I, I didn't even mention this. She brought it up and I was thinking in the back of my head, like, no. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I didn't die and I'm glad I didn't break anything. And that's the type of crashes I like to have. <laughs> but there's something about like, even when I was flat tracking Spamala once in a while and I'd ride the bike to wherever the race was, I'd race it, I'd eat shit and I'd still have to make it home. But I always felt like there is a, there is a little bit of a thrill thing there. And it's not necessarily like I want to, I don't think about the fact that I could lose it at any moment. Cause I don't want to like have that thought in the back of my head about my family. There's, there's those sayings like, Hey, ride Like you have someone to go home to and, cars remember that you know you're you, you're going to run over somebody that has somebody to come home to but i will admit that there is definitely sometimes pushing it and feeling that limit and you're just on the correct side of it for me is it is part of a big part of writing I, I've, I've never had anything i mean this this accident that i had solo accident my own fault i've never i've never like try to road rage a car or do any of that stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I've never done anything to mess with anybody else, but by myself out in the canyons or by myself, like obviously into a curb, uh, uh, I have, um, pushed it, you know what I'm saying? And, and there is a little bit of that thrill seeking junkie, not, not the fact that like, Oh man, I could, uh, I could really get ran over by a car right now, but like, Hey, I could push myself right now, you know? So for me that it's, it's absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to, push myself and I've never wrote, I've never, I, I like group rides. I'm, I do like that feeling of like community. It's a big, the motorcycle community is a huge community. It's part of the reason why this podcast even exists. Cause like we have a lot of friends that ride motorcycles that do other creative crap. Um, so anyways, long story short, uh, yeah, like I, I, uh, the community is awesome and uh, there's somebody yeah. there that's always been through something that you've been through. So like I just, you know, ate it or like I went and did a track day or whatever it is that you do. There's somebody there that could like, you know, um, you can you can commiserate with or that you can celebrate with. And then also just sometimes just riding in large, huge groups of motorcyclists makes you feel like kind of cool, you know, kind of special. That's why uh, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Next May, you guys got to get scooters and we got to come up here and do the um, uh, killer scooter super Sunday. So it is like, that, the, that would be fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Get a oh, mini yeah. gold wing. That night <laughs> that you guys, that night I went to jail and you guys recorded without me. Um, like while I was like on my way to jail, <laughs> I saw the Temecula parade and they had the, lit riders which is the bicyclist with the mm. christmas lights um all done up on their bicycles with music and i had never seen this group before 
and they had like chopper style bicycles with like the music. And I, I started following them on Instagram and they do like parades and stuff. Nice. And I, I think we got to look into that Dude, too. Yeah. Two they wheels. Actually, hey. the only reason she saw the parade on the way to prison is because they were parading her through town. Oh my God. Yeah. I was an example. They were making an example out of me. It was like <laughs> when, um, they would catch like, you know, like when Romans would beat, uh, the leader of another, uh, you know, region or whatever, and they'd parade him through the, t- I forget what they called that, but yeah, they did yeah. it with like Vercingetorix and they did it with a bunch of other guys. They'd parade him through. I think they called it a triumph where they parade you through town. <laughs> yeah. Then, I, like they threw tomatoes at me. Exactly. Sick. <laughs> Sick. But also they liked it because you reduced the property taxes. So they were like, they were torn, but. Yeah. Rad. Yeah. Well, do you guys want to take a quick break? We got a we got a game to get into. Uh, do you guys want to take a break? You want to hop into this game? Hey there, this is patron Matt from My Motorbike Obsessions. I'm currently coming at you from Tokyo, and you're listening to the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast, probably because you ran out of all the other podcasts to listen to, and you really dig motorcycle haiku. Later. Okay. All right. I got to get, I didn't want to put my game on the R&R notes because I didn't want you guys to know like I, anything about it. I have plenty of stuff that's not in the notes until I type it in there. So you're good. <laughs> okay. So the, I don't, I was trying to think of a cool name for the game, but I couldn't. So the idea for this game is you guys have, to, I'm going to have a list of places of motorcycle shops so you have to decide if these titles are either places that are motorcycle businesses or if it's the name of a porn movie. Ooh, okay. Motorcycle okay. business or a porn movie. Okay. <laughs> Going off the name, the titles, okay? I'm, All right, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Okay. Skin on skins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who goes first? It doesn't matter. All right. I'll go first with this. And I, I should have got some paper out. I didn't know this was going to be. I have a little game. thing to keep track. But. Okay, good. Because I, I, I might want to know at some point whether it's strategically uh, better just to vote the wrong way, if I even if I think it's something else. So skin on skins, I'm going to go with that is a, um, that's a motorcycle company that does uh, graphics or body work or something. Skin on skins, they they're probably making uh, leathers, or that too. Yeah, that, that. I, I'm motor, I'm motorcycle. Yeah. Okay, so you both say motorcycle. Yeah. Okay, you guys are right. So they are they are a leather shop in, and I did actually look these up to like make sure uh, they were actual shops and nothing fake did you so, get, yeah, should we that's promote like, them should we on the next episode should we uh try to like do an actual list like with a link to their business <laughs> yeah do do a deal yeah <laughs> not a not i'm not promoting anyone for free but i will however promote someone for money right. on the 
on the flip side, though, we're going to have to link all the porn videos. So that's true. That's true. Maybe we maybe we <laughs> second think this. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah, Skin on Skins is a shop, and they're up in San Francisco, and they do custom leather work. And I checked out their page, and they're pretty cool. They had like some chopper seats. And I stuff. guarantee in the back room they also do porn. <laughs> they they probably for, with a name like that, they probably make like uh, what do you call like um, bondage BSM gear? Yeah. yeah, I'll have to go back and check. <laughs> okay, the you next would, you dirty little monkey. <laughs> All right. How about Sisters of Anarchy? Oh, that's a porn. that's hundred percent. That's a porn. Yeah, that's definitely got to be a porn because no one's gonna no one's gonna take <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. They don't take it seriously serious already in the motorcycle industry. Nobody's gonna take that serious. That's definitely a porn. Yeah, you're right. You both are right. God. Hey, Mike. By the way, when did you get your Mensa card? Did we get them at the same time or was it? Uh, she's she 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 wrote this game for the two wrong fuckers yeah this is <laughs> Wait, what did you ask when did he get what his mensa card i don't even know what that is oh shit look it up <laughs> uh-oh junkie's worse than we are and we don't yeah. know it holy shit yeah <laughs> i'm not even smart i'm just good at trivia <laughs> okay good <laughs> all right well anyway sisters of anarchy yeah is a porn and the cover looked pretty interesting like it looked like sons of anarchy anarchy so yeah it was like biker chicks with vests of course it was and i'm not gonna lie i kind of want to like wa- go back and watch it to see how hey, crappy uh, pay- uh-huh. patreon reviews kim reviews <laughs> shitty biker porn. that's <laughs> it that's it <laughs> there you go yeah i i that's what i always tell my wife too i just kind of want to go back and see like the shitty <laughs> acting it. in it yeah i just want to see how I bad the acting for, is uh, babe i watch it for the acting <laughs> yeah you know, it it was hard to find these porn titles because it's not like they really make, you know, VHS. I don't know. I had that in my mind. I was like, I can find a list of movies. But then I'm like, it was just bringing up Pornhub. And right. I'm like, your search history was? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Next one. The next one is Wet Work. <laughs> If this is motorcycle parts, if this isn't a paint company, then I don't know what it is. But that's definitely not the name of a porno. That's okay, definitely a motorcycle company. Mike, uh, I said motorcycle. Okay, you both say motorcycle. Yeah. Wah, wah. It's a porn. Really? Wow, wet work. That is a yep. fucking fantastic name for a porno. By the way. <laughs> okay. What was Twin- it about? I didn't look up that one. Oh, how long did you watch it before you turned it off? I didn't watch any of these, but now I will. I'll get back to you on the porn ones. Um, The next one is Twin Thunder. (laughs) Uh, That's that's motorcycle parts. Twin, V-twins, Thunder, uh, loud exhausts, some sort of... Some sort of boomer exhaust shit, I'm guessing. Totally, totally. I'm going to go... This is two fat sisters from Minnesota... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that make porn with skinny guys. I'm going to go 180 <laughs> on Mike here and say that this is porn. Okay. It's a shop in LA. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, a sex a shop or a shop. motorcycle shop? You didn't specify. <laughs> it's a repair shop. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. So Mike's one up on me. 
Yep. Okay. Self edge. <laughs> well, I think that one's pretty evident. That one's got a V porn. That's porn. <laughs> There's a zero zero chance self-edge isn't porn. Yeah. You know what though? The Japanese do no, no, there's zero chance that that's a bike shop. But the Japanese do this crazy thing where they take these two words that don't really make any sense and they slap them together when they translate into English. I don't know why, but they do it a lot. Self-edge is could be a Bosasoku <laughs> scooter company for all I know. I'm gonna go with porn though. That's definitely a porn. Yeah, I'm still I'm still on porn, but you, that is porn. A good okay, um, it's okay. So this is a shop. Um, oh my god! But <laughs> but you know what? It's not. It was kind of. This is like eh, it is a store, but it's more like hipster clothing, and they have like kind of fake moto jackets. So okay, but it's not a porn. Yeah, but it's also what I do every morning. Wow, this, <laughs> that's it, it. Will be a motorcycle shop now because self edge is too fucking risque to to waste on a poser motorcycle shop. We, right. we we're gonna make this, you guys. We're gonna make self edge. <laughs> um, wait. So did either of us get that right then, or no? no. We both guessed porn on that. So Mike no, still so went I think up. You're on now me. like a you're. Well, Mike's ahead by one. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next one is red flags. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If this is a porno, Mike, if this is a porno, what the hell? What type Wait, of porno? Say, what what is it? Red, red flags. flags. Uh how is that but what's how is that motorcycle shop related at all? Because um, you definitely flags. if you're on a track, you don't want a red flag. That's like true. I'm going motorcycle, but oh, no, hold on. Hmm. This is going to be one of them weird, like, uh, stepdaughter porns. That's oh, all. Red, God. Red flags oh, God. Oh, yeah. Red flags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking red flags is a porno about meeting this girl that has a ton of red flags, but you still bang her anyway because it's a porno and that's what they're about. I'm going porno okay. as well. Okay. So you both said porno. Uh, yeah, you're right. How long did you watch that one? <laughs> I didn't watch any of these. Oh, that's right. That's right. But wait, like wait. I said, now I'm going to have to. Yeah. Okay. Um, let Patreon reviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Four into one. <laughs> <laughs> this is Four fucking, into one is got to be Honda exhausts. This I'm is diabolical because that is so fucking Honda. But it is also <laughs> Riley... Reed's like greatest fucking hits could be called four into one. Oh my God. That is Kim. <laughs> you really got me. Mike's Mike's pretty confident that it's an exhaust shop, but now I'm thinking how many holes do women have? Do they have four holes? Well, that's true. I think, they but do. it doesn't matter. Cause if you can get four into one, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many holes she has. All right. Then it's a, an exhaust shop. Yeah. Okay, so you're both saying bike shop. Yeah. Yes. You guys are right. Oh, God. If we so were wrong, in- Mike, I would have felt like a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, it's in Hayward, and it's for vintage Honda motorcycles. Yeah, fucking call, Mike. I know that shit. I knew that shit. I know. When you said Honda, I was like, yeah, is there really anybody else that does four into one? Not really, huh? It's just, it's all Honda. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, the next one is Lucky Two Strokes. That's got to be a porn. 
<laughs> That's what they uh, called going, me back in high school too. I, yeah, I'm gonna go as as funny as that answer is. <laughs> I'm going to a motorcycle shop. Uh, it is a shop Fuck. for new and used um, vintage moped parts. Damn it! Now I'm okay. Too I would I would not have gotten moped parts from Lucky Two Strokes, but that's <laughs> cool too. Hey, name a moped that's a four stroke. I can't name a moped. Period. Holy shit. No, they're like all two-stroke, 50cc. Uh, no, no, I had, we had one. It was the Flying Dutchman moped. Oh, man, I'm going <laughs> to find out who made this thing. I don't even know if the Flying Dutchman was the uh, actual the name of it. I was or, what we or the called model. It. Yeah. No, or what we called it. What we called ourselves while we wrote it. <laughs> okay, who's the no. shop? Uh, Mike said shop, right? Mike said yeah, two said now. Shop. He's two up. Yeah, Mike's, Okay. All right, the next one is busty hookups. God damn it. That's that's <laughs> got to be – there's no way that's a shop. There's I, no way that is a shop. Mathematically, though, I think I have to go with shop on this one, and I'm going to say that it's for Hayabusa's, and, that's, and it's a racing shop for Hayabusa's, and that's why they're calling it the busty hookup because they're – Selling like tires and extended swing. I'm gonna go with porno too. Mike's Mike's right. It, this has got to be a porn. Porn. Uh, you're right. I almost oh. talked myself into motorcycle shop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is fluidology. Motorcycle, motorcycle shop. shop. Yeah, that's that's a that's a bike shop. Yeah. Yep. Um, in Jacksonville. Yep. Florida. Got fuck Florida. That's Am not I even really? a real thing. I know, right? <laughs> okay. Um, the next one is how many are left so I know what my chances are of coming back? <laughs> Only like three, like two oh, or man. three. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Um I went out of order here. All anal service. <laughs> wait, a minute, wait a minute. This Sorry. has gotta be a motorcycle shop in Dallas. <laughs> Um, okay, <laughs> on principle, that's a porn. <laughs> I just like the name of that one. Sorry, All anal, I'm going motorcycle shop in in Dallas, Fort Worth area. Okay, am I wrong? <laughs> Tell me I'm right. I would love to hear. I would love for him to be right right now. <laughs> Like she just mistyped it's a it. Porn. And it was all Amal service. It's like a, the Amal carbs. <laughs> um, by the way, to go back to the mopeds, the Flying Dutchman, which is the actual name of the moped, uh, is a four-stroke moped. Holy shit. I'm sure there is a couple. The Honda's, Honda Hobbit was probably a four-stroke too. They probably don't make didn't make too many two-stroke Hondas, but uh, most of the ones I've seen are two-stroke, which is pretty amazing. There's some four-strokeies out there. Good. Okay, sorry. Okay. Um, Flying Dutchman, also a fantastic porn. <laughs> All right. The next one is Manstrel Cycles. That's a motorcycle shop, but Manstrel Cycles <laughs> that's, is... That, that's a great one. <laughs> that's like a tranny porn. Um, Dude, you don't know. You don't want to know what I was thinking when I heard red flags. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Manstrel Cycles. Go, I'm going motorcycle shop. Yeah, though. that's, that's got to be a psych, cycle shop. Yeah, it is. But it is, uh, since we were talking about uh, Texas, it's in San Antonio. Okay. And let's see. The last... Manstrel Cycles. 
Let me make. I think this is the last one. Shout out San Antonio menstrual cycles hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> or next don't. time you break down when you're in Texas, uh, you're gonna remember that name. You're never gonna forget it. Okay, the next one, um, rack and ride. That's, Damn, this is rack the and r- one. Mm-hmm. Rack and ride. Uh, that hmm. rack and rides porn. Porn. <laughs> That's what it sounds like every time I go to Arkansas. We rack and ride because we throw all the guns on the gun rack in the truck and we ride mm-hmm. up to the hill and try to shoot deer. We end up shooting bottles, trees, each other. Rack and ride. That sounds like an epic porn, but I think it's a motorcycle shop in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. <laughs> that makes small motorcycles with racks. That you, you, okay, I don't know. so the issue is with these, you're getting too specific. So even if you're right, you're not going to be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say cycle shop, but I, I I believe in my heart that this is a gnarly porn. And wh- what did you say, Mike? You said it was I, a porn? I said it. Yeah, I said it was a porn. Uh, um, it's a... A company that makes motorcycle hitches. Holy shit. Are they in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're in don't Denver. Even, and a real answer. So yes, they're <laughs> in Coeur d'Alene. I was going to say, I was going to make Mike eat his shoe. Holy they're shit. They're Denver and Australia. Mm. So they're like those hitch ones where you can put like dirt bikes on. Oh my stuff. God. New, new, uh, new outlet coming in Coeur d'Alene soon. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. I can't believe how... Almost close I was to that. I was like, sure, in my heart, it was a porn. <laughs> nice. Well, that was a fun game. Thank you, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. I good. thought it was, I don't know. I remember I was driving one day and I was, I don't know what made me start thinking about it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about writing and porn and I'm like, there should be a game about that. Yeah, definitely there should. Since I'm looking at these hitch haulers, the rack and ride hitch haulers. Those are sick. It's a, uh, you put it in the um, hitch on a truck or uh-huh. whatever, and it rolls. So you there's a uh, a pin that you can put in, and it'll lock it in place. Or you pull the pin out, and it can roll down, so it makes it easier to load and unload. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm down with That's that. That's sick. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kim. I will, uh, I think I gave a book review on the show a long time ago. I read this book called, uh, the Black Goat Motorcycle Club. It's a fantastic book, and the guy made it into an audiobook too. So if you don't if oh. you can't, can't read, give it a listen. But I also read a book around the same time called Two Stroke Temptations, which was <laughs> a fucking basically it, it's a it was a digital book, but the cover says it all. And it was like one of those like you know two fifty in the checkout line that you used to you know find, <laughs> find women housewives picking up, you know, to satisfy their urges while their hubbies are slaving away at work all week. Yeah. It was two stroke temptations is totally worth it. The guy or lady, I don't know if a, a guy, it was a guy's name, but it could have been the lady that wrote it. Um, <clears throat> it was pretty good. They, they said a word a couple times that I was like, they don't know what motorcycles are, huh? But then, then the, they did like, I don't know. It was really weird. Maybe they just used a colloquialism that like when it, it got stuck in the mud and he said, something got stuck in the mud. I was like, that's not really what bikers would call your bike. Like the machine got <laughs> stuck in the mud or something. I was like, that doesn't sound right. But the book was fabulous. If anybody, uh, I came across the book it. too when I was like looking for these and 
it was it was sexual of some sort, and then I forgot. Yeah. I wanted to go back and like. You know what? That's what the motorcycle industry needs. Remember, it was on. It was like every store, like Safeway, TGNY. You couldn't go out of a store back in the day without like a little rotating book rack, just like one of those cylindrical, yeah. like like what you buy birthday cards on. But it had trashy romance novels, and it's because all yeah. the housewives were doing their shopping in the middle of the day. They'd grab one of those, they'd go home, and it's a quick read, quick jerk off, and then you fucking throw it in the trash, like. <laughs> Yeah, those things were fucking amazing. We need those. We need those. But motorcycle now more version. than ever. Now it's more than ever. Kids the reading motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna. That's what like I was Fabio gonna say. on the front cover. Yeah, Fabio riding a motorcycle. Who wouldn't buy that shit? No, it's all about the renegade. My grandma. My grandma used to buy those. Yeah, I hell yeah. Distinct memories. Like she would take me to Walmart with her and then buy her little weird porn books. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Uh, she would also buy me a magazine whenever we were there, and I exactly. would usually get, I would usually get the Xbox magazine because mm-hmm. it had the game disc, and then I got all the demos. It was cool. I thought you were gonna say Karate Magazine. I, no, I got out of karate when I grew up. <laughs> also, question for you guys, and question for the readers at home, listeners at home: uh, If you transcribe this to text and then read it <laughs> question for the readers at home yeah. I guess too. Braille. Um, yeah for the braille readers at home who listen to the for the deaf and blind listening to this podcast you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get a pod i'm gonna get the transcription from this show and i'm just gonna upload it on our website so they can read it <laughs> um, Oh, what were you saying? <laughs> Good one, Mike. Good one. Your Mensa card is in the mail. <laughs> totally forgot. Oh, well. What was I talking about? Hold on. This was good. What was I talking about? Yeah, you I have think- to finish because I almost beat my pants and there has to be a reason. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, uh, I think you were talking about the game disc card and the karate magazine and then you grew up. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If you have a black, do you think. That somebody with a black belt in karate could get into a fight with somebody who knows a, like, I don't know, like a low-level belt in jujitsu and win. <laughs> Do you think a black belt in karate translates to real fighting? <laughs> I've seen a, I've seen a um, guy that went to a jujitsu match that does, like, karate or MMA or something and he got kicked out because he wasn't playing by the jujitsu rules. So I, I, hundred percent think that if you don't go to the ground and start grappling, you could kick someone that only knows jujitsu's ass actually with karate. You, you think that the karate fighter could, so karate is fought standing yeah. purely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you think that they would know how to counter <laughs> somebody trying to take them to the ground? I don't know. This guy, I should find the video and send it to you. He he was making that argument. And he's like, dude, I would just kick him in the face when he goes to shoot me or like kick knee him in the face, you know? And the guy would like probably be out. And he started to do stuff like that at these matches because he entered them. And then he started, he got kicked out of the match because he wasn't conforming to jujitsu etiquette, I guess. And he's like, I would yeah, love to see this. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I would love to see this. That's actually, um, it's actually a good one. The reason I ask is because I want to get my child into <laughs> some form of martial art. And my wife says karate. 
And yeah. I say literally anything else. Get him into MMA right away. <laughs> get MMA. Just the, the whole mix of all of them. Yeah. Yep. I get, we, I, um, just the other day we passed by like a Taekwondo place after I got my son's hair cut and the kids were like looking in and the guy's like, you can come in, you know, and like try it out, you know, sit and watch or, you know, participate. So the kids kind of were like, we just went inside and they were watching. And then when they started, you know, they were doing their real like loud. I know they're not, not, they're not yelling, but they're. I don't know the words. They're making loud noises for like no the, reason. Not a chant, but they're going through their motions, doing their thing, their movements and stuff. And that like freaked out. My kids were like, oh my God, it's so loud. Like they're like, they were almost like they were being yelled at kind of thing when it was just their technique or whatever. So the kids got all freaked out just by watching. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's you should have taken them to Rex Quando. Hell yeah, that's what you need. Rex Quando. Rex Quando fixes all. What is what? Um, well, hey, one of Roundhouse Cake to the face. Bad boys. <laughs> no, we don't. Okay, wait. Going about. back real quick to when we were talking about magazines and books and stuff at stores. Like, I haven't looked in a long time just because I don't want to pay for a magazine. But you know, like motorcycle magazines. I mean, I remember when I was a kid. Um, of course it was like naked women on motorcycles. And so like your mom would like try to get you past those real quick before you even saw anything or open them up because of like the girls inside. But I'd be curious what kind of like actual bike magazines are still being in print like format. Hot, Hot bike is still a uh, magazine. There's a Vicla magazine. I believe easy riders um, still does stuff like e- that. Easy yeah. rider is in print. Um, there's a um, there's a chick on Instagram that she sells like some of the easy the old easy riders and she keeps she's like in the eighty two or three range right now like posting them up for sale. Like so her I, age? No, <laughs> no the the magazines. So like I keep asking her for because I want to get my year like November nineteen eighty two. I want to get that. Um, when I was born, the motorcycle hadn't been invented yet. So I would, <laughs> that stone chiseling of a sweet, sweet chariot with the naked lady on the front would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Chariot. <laughs> but uh, I think she had a December 83 for the Easy Rider. And I'm like, do you have November? One of these days. Well, guys, listen, we made it to an hour 40. I'm I'm surprised we made it this far. I thought this was going to be a short episode, but I had a lot of fun. And I have a game for next week if you guys want to play Uh-oh. it for you. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. Nice. Um, I got well, a Christmas joke for our closing. Let's hear it. Okay. Why doesn't Santa have kids of his own? I don't know why. why. <laughs> he only comes once a year and when he does it's through the chimney <laughs> oh my god That's a joke. <laughs> oh my god I just try to get us in the holiday cheer thank you yeah it's very good I say on the next on next week's show we do a um a budget Christmas list of things that people should buy Ooh. we play a crappy game and then you guys have a hell of a, a hell of a <laughs> Christmas break yeah, aren't a budget Christmas budget. Oh yeah, so, like, we're supposed to try and record in person, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, no. Okay. We'll, yes. we'll talk about it. We'll talk about time. it. Yeah, if I can make it I down, yes, I will. <laughs> oh, I know you'll you'll drive down to Temecula and you can ride on the back with me, drunk. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, cool, I'll take cool. the Diablo and you can take the Lowrider. <laughs> I mean, I have other motorcycles still. Oh, that's so. right. <laughs> but just carrying all this uh, stuff down there, it's not, I just would hate to crash. I'm glad I didn't have any recording equipment with me on Sunday, you know? Yeah. That would Yeah, that would have really sucked. Maybe it would have padded your little back. Yeah. Nothing like you falling on a like a... Back. Nothing was, like falling on a, a pair of headphones and field recorders and stuff like that to like save your spine. <laughs> you right, needed guys. a busty, busty rack. <laughs> busty racks or whatever, yeah. If you had skins on skins leather, you wouldn't have had any issues. <laughs> I wouldn't have had any issues. That's, that's the dang truth. All right, guys. My headphones are falling apart right now. I, I just snapped them out. So uh, I got to let you guys go. Thank you. What a fun show. Uh, everybody yeah. check us out next week for some more amazing action. Will we be in person or will we not? We'll find out on next week's show. And you will too if you tune in to Creative Writing and the Adventures of, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Booger Butts? Uh, Overthrow uh, your local government butt. building. Oh God, no, don't. Not again, Mike. Not again. All right, everybody, this is Junk wishing you a happy weekend. Take it easy. And uh, to all of our Patreon subscribers waiting for the results of the Solstice Slam, that video is very, very close uh, to being done. The results are very, very close to being uh, shown. Uh, We've known them for a while. We just need to get the video up. Not going to reveal it any other way. Hopefully it'll be done in time for Christmas. And uh, time for some gifts to go out to whoever won the Patreon uh, races for Social Slam. Other than that, everybody have a great one. And uh, yeah, reach out, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Check out Mike on Mike619media on Instagram. And check out him at Dawson's Freak on Instagram. Check us out, Creative Writing Podcast on Instagram, Facebook. Creative underscore writer on Twitter. Creative underscore writing on Reddit. Don't go to the regular creative writing. And uh, yeah, we have a Discord. If you want to join Discord, we might be having some conversations there in the near future too in 2024. Other than that, we have a great night.